using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married. But you know what I mean? I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. If you like what you're listening to and you want dating tips and strategies directly from me, Then you can get in touch with me by shooting me a text to the number 310-299-9139. Up until now, only the best clients of mine had personal access to me. But now, because so many guys ask my personal help regularly, I'm building a private texting community where I answer your questions, give you killer tips, and just make your dating life smoother and easier than ever before. Even if you're not just dating and you're married, I can help you with that too. So just shoot me a text at 310-299-9139. I really look forward to hearing from you. All right, text you soon. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we are diving into how to pleasure a woman, which will in turn pleasure you and enhance the sexual experience for everybody. We're gonna talk about women's libido, desire, and arousal responses and how they're different from men's. We're also going to talk about negative sexual conditioning that affect women's desire and how you can support a woman with this past conditioning and potentially change it. And we're also going to talk about women's erotic blueprints and how they affect compatibility. This is the thing that I'd never heard before that I found super interesting. Just like the five love languages, men and women have different sex languages. And we are going to reveal those sex languages on this show. So keep listening. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Ask Women podcast, a place where you get real advice straight from the source. We haven't said that in probably like five years. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Kristen Carney. You guys know me, of course, here with Marnie Kinris from winggirlmethod.com. And today we're getting dirty, the stuff that makes me uncomfortable. We're talking about <laughs> sex. We've got sex, love, and relationship coach Tilly Storm on the show with us today. Hey, Tilly, you ready to make me uncomfortable? Oh, I am totally. I can't wait. <laughs> ready to make her squirm? Well, actually, Tilly, you described what you do really well before the show. I want you to repeat exactly what you said that you are able to teach the guys who are on this call. Because actually, you're going to be on my Facebook Live tomorrow, and I'm going to want more of this goodness. But let's tell the guys who are listening what we're hoping to cover on this call and what it is that you teach people. (laughs) Sure thing. 
Well, I am a sex, love, and relationship coach for women that lack desire, that want to feel sexy again, that want to feel confident in their bodies and sexuality. And I also work with men who want to become the best lover she's ever had and men who really want to become multi-orgasmic and learn the ancient Taoist and tantric techniques to become a multi-orgasmic man. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> so how did you get into this? Like, did you just really like sex a lot or were you uncomfortable with sex a lot? I always wonder like what the background is. That many people, <laughs> like yeah. people go into this path to be like, yeah, I want to be an expert in sex. Like it seems like a great job. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's probably the farthest thing I would have thought for myself when I was 16 years old. Right. But when I was about 27, I was in my second marriage and I was starting to recognize and get frustrated with my body for how I could only orgasm in one way. It was super frustrating. I'm like, I can't imagine living another 40, 50 years being sexually active and only being able to orgasm in one way. Like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I want to learn new things. I want to figure this out. Of course, it's like, I'm fine with one way. It's, it's working. It works for me. <laughs> There's more. There's more ways. <laughs> yeah, I need multiple sleeping ways, like ways right. to sleep differently. <laughs> That's what my concern right. is. But for this show, Tilly, you're super relevant, so I'll stop talking. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Yeah, and well, I just found it fairly limiting. And my partner said a comment that really triggered me, and that kind of woke me up from it. And even though it kind of stung me in the wrong way at the time, I'm thankful for it because here we are, nine years later. You know. <laughs> But yeah, it was basically that. And I also grew up in a very conservative religious home that had a lot, a lot of shame around bodies and sexuality. So I carried a lot of that in my body. And I ended up recognizing that it was that shame that I felt deep down that was keeping me from different pleasure and you know different experiences of pleasure and orgasmic potential. So I ended up having to go into that deep stuff and to really work with the shame to be able to become multi-orgasmic as a woman and to really experience new levels of pleasure I didn't even know were possible. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. Okay, so basically what I'm hearing from you is that it took you on your own journey to liberate yourself, open yourself up so that you could actually enjoy sex on a different level. So my question to you is, because the majority of people listening to the show are guys, how can men assist women in going on this journey? Because I know that, yes, it's ultimately up to her. So if she has shame or she has body issues or she has trauma in her past, ultimately that's on her to clear that. But is there a way that men can help women, even if they're just partners for one night or they're partners for a lifetime? How do they do that? Or how can they do that? Yeah, well, this is such a great question because I think a lot of women want to be supported in that journey because so many of us, I'd say two-thirds, maybe half of us, have experienced either negative sexual conditioning or trauma. And actually, I would even say all of us to some extent got some of this. So even if you're a woman and you're like, yeah, my sex is fine, sex is okay, whatever, and it's just so-so, okay, whatever, well, there is so much more to experience, but we just don't live in a world that teaches the different tools and techniques and things that you can do to experience the more to sexuality, right? So in terms of helping a woman and supporting her on that journey, I mean, it's kind of more something that you do within a relationship, right? 
But I've had men that have contacted me. They've talked to me and they're like, yeah, I really want my partner to work with you. And then their partner ends up working with me. (laughs) But yeah, it is about taking that responsibility for herself. Like if you're a man that loves other women, that has sex with other women, then it really is up to her whether she's ready to do the kind of work that's really needed to open herself up to different sorts of sexual experiences and to the more that I'm talking about to sexuality. That might not be accessible because of negative conditioning and trauma. Can you tell me more about this negative conditioning and trauma? Like when you say negative conditioning, what does that mean? I'm not talking about trauma because I think we all know what trauma can happen. Shame with religion, sexual abuse. So that's a completely different beast. But what is this conditioning you're talking about? Yeah, well, I actually have this quiz on my website. So interesting. And one of the questions on the quiz asks, what did you learn about sex from the women in your life or from the people that you grew up with? And some of the responses I get are just, oh my gosh, like (laughs) the messages that we pick up around sexuality. Can you tell us some? Because I'd love to hear what some of the responses were. Most of it is nothing. Nothing or that pleasure is for men, that it's not for women, that like women aren't actually sexual and that they're not orgasmic and that, you know, it's just something to appease and keep men around. That's predominant narrative that is negative conditioning because when women grow up with that, maybe no one specifically told them that, but that's the message that they pick up on a general scale, right? And then they wonder, they're 30 something years old, and then they're wondering, why the hell don't I care about sex? Like, why is it something, you know, it's just kind of like whatever. But that's because of that negative conditioning. They've unconsciously shut down their desire and their passion to fit into something that felt safe to them when they were younger and they picked up that message. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. So, would you say that this is women of all ages who have this kind of conditioning? Yeah. For sure. (laughs) What about younger women who, I mean, people are dressing much sexier at a younger age. They're, I think, doing things at a younger age that people were not doing. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Like, Yeah, for sure. And it's so funny because, and I've been coaching for three years now, and my clients are getting younger and younger. (laughs) I have clients that are like 23, 24, 25, a lot of them. And it's just kind of, bewildering to me because I'm like, well, I thought that at this point, these women... They're more liberated and educated, right? They're not. Our sexual education is pathetic. No one gets taught about pleasure. It's all about the biology of sex, but no one really knows how to speak to women's, in particular, their erotic wiring, which is so important. And men and women kind of speak different languages erotically a lot of times, and they don't really mesh a lot of times either. Ooh, tell me what language women speak because again, this is for men. I want them to walk away with this with tools that they can use. Like they're not using it for manipulating. They're not using it to trick women. These guys are going to use it to enhance the experience for the woman and enhance the experience for themselves, whether they're in a relationship or they're single. So anything that you can provide as try doing this would be super helpful to them. Sure. Well, one of the really foundational ways to look at a person's erotic wiring. So many of you may have heard of the five love languages, right? Have you all heard of that? Yeah. If you haven't, look it up. Whoever's listening, go look it up. Five love languages are very essential for any type of relationship you have moving forward. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So 
erotic wiring is like the love languages of sexuality. So you can speak a a certain love language. Maybe your love language is touch. If you touch a person and you're very physically touchy-feely with that person, but their love language is maybe acts of service, they don't ever really register that this is how you show love, right? You're showing love in the way that you receive it, but not how it actually speaks to that person unless their love language is touch too. Well, it's the same with erotic wiring. So for most men, and this can be a very dangerous thing to say, right? But the stereotypical man is wired either as a sexual or a kinky erotic wiring, right? And women are generally wired sensually or energetically. So if you're a man who's really into kinky things and you're with a woman who is really only turned on by the energetics between the two of you, then it's like the way that you approach sexuality to that person isn't going to make any sense. She'll either get totally thrown off or she'll shut down altogether, right? So it's like the way that you approach her wiring, it really does matter, right? Because if she speaks the language of energy and connection and intimacy, but you don't facilitate that, then it's like she's never going to really feel turned on. <laughs> so this is where we get that stereotype that women just you know don't want sex. Or No, it's not that they don't. I believe all women are incredibly desirous sexually but that it's most of those women that are wired sensually and energetically that their needs just aren't being met because that language isn't taught by the cultural narrative. And so what does that mean then? Because are you talking about connection while in the moment or are you talking about constant connection? Like Kristen and I talk about foreplay for women all the time and Kristen always jokes that, you know, it starts with you putting the dishes away from the dishwasher and then like having a good conversation. Are you talking about constant connection? Or is it again in the bedroom? Right. Some women need that constant connection throughout the day. And that would be more of your sensual erotic wiring people, right? So if they're really sensual and they tend to live a lot in their heads and they tend to like be great at thought and logical thinking, but when you ask them to get in their body and to drop what they're doing and get out of their routine, they're like, no, I can't do that right now. I have to finish this thing, right? A lot of women, that is like the predominant wiring for women is essential. So yeah, I mean, if you're approaching a sensual woman and that's her wiring, then you really do have to give her that constant connection and feeding throughout the day and making sure that she is relaxed, which is the key to sensuals is that they've got to be relaxed to be turned on. Like stress, the number one killer of libido, but it especially impacts those women that are sensual. Now, for example, I identify more as like the sexual erotic wiring, right? So I'm kind of more like the typical male. I don't need that. I don't need that foreplay. I can go to zero to 60 in a minute. You know, like it's, it doesn't take that much. Has that always been like that for you? Or is that since you've discovered more about your sexuality? No, that's always been like that for me. And there's, there's generally a core erotic wiring that's predominant for most people. So you'll usually be like, yeah, I'm definitely kinky or yeah, I'm definitely turned on by just looking at nude bodies or by touching genitals, right? It will, if nude bodies, genitals is your thing, you're probably a sexual erotic wiring person. But you can't approach a sensual or energetic woman with just touching her genitals because that's not her route to turn on. That's not what works for her. So it's really about just like understanding that not everybody's wired the same. How can you tell? Like, is there... 
some sort of quiz that you can give to your woman <laughs> to find out what there kind is. of type she is. You just, there's like an electric board or something. You just go downstairs in the basement. It's, it's right there. You just flip on the switches. You'll see it. Yeah. Just look in the basement. Oh, yeah. I have that switch in my basement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kirsten's like, I'm just listening <laughs> and collecting information. Sorry. I'm really off. I'm really off. So keep going. Keep talking. That's <laughs> all good. Yeah. So there's a fairly popular sex therapist named Jaya. It's J-A-I-Y-A, I believe that's how you spell her name. I didn't know that she was such a big sex therapist, but everybody's been mentioning her now. I remember I met Jaya like, I don't know, 15 years ago. She does programs with a couple of my friends. But yeah, who knew that she was such a big one? I should get her on the show. That's awesome. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah, well, she came up with this whole system and you can take a quiz to find out what you are. But obviously, you know, if you want to know what your partner is, your partner has to take the quiz too to find out what their core about acquiring is for themselves. But yeah, so there is a quiz you can take, but you can also kind of tell pretty early on once you become familiar with the different ways people are wired that if you try to approach sexuality in a way and you know, you're like, yeah, let's tie each other up tonight. And your partner's just like, you're weird. They're probably not a kink. Okay. Well, actually, <laughs> let me ask you a question. So let's say you approach it through sensuality and energy. Mm-hmm. Can you get them to be kinkier? Like, are they always closed off and opposed to that? Or is this really just the gateway? You have to go down this path to get those other things to come out more. Yeah, exactly. That, the latter. Yeah. So okay. there's generally a way, once you're open and you're turned on, there's the idea of stacking, right? Like, I'm not generally that kinky, but my kinky side will get turned on if other needs are met first, right? So genital touching because I'm sexual and then maybe the anticipation, the energetics of it, like really feeling connected to my partner. And if I get both of those needs met, then my kinky will turn on and I'll be able to go there. But you can never approach me through kinky stuff like right off the bat because I'm just going to shut down and be like, no, that's weird. (laughs) I want to do that, right? But if you go into it a certain way, it will work. Like the whole point of this is to be able to speak each other's language so that you can give and receive no matter what kind of person you have in front of you, right? So if you're a super kinky person, then your area of sexual evolution and expansion is to understand the energetics of sexuality, which is where Tantra and the Taoist practices come in, right? Because that will help you to grow and evolve your own sexuality as a person. It's going to be a learning curve. It might take time. It might take energy. But it is your point of evolution so that when you are with someone who is energetically wired, you're like, you know how to please them and you know how to receive pleasure from them too. And it makes you more of a well-versed lover. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's amazing. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk to Tilly because I was trying to make a play on your name like titillated by this topic. (laughs) And I definitely want to hear more for the guys who are listening because I want to hear now how they can become an amazing lover. Like you've got the base down already. As soon as you can read women, that's the first step. But then let's hear about some other stuff after the break. So we'll be back in just a minute. We got to do something to keep ourselves busy during this time that is, I guess, still the pandemic. Ah, And Bet Online is the bestest, fastest, do people say bestest? It's the bestest, fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but that doesn't mean the NBA is. It doesn't mean college basketball is. And it definitely doesn't mean the NHL is. They're all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV shows. 
It's the best way to place your bets. And guess what? It's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50, that's right, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Get off that bum. Well, you can actually sit on your bum and do this, but get off your bum. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So listening to podcasts is a great way to distract yourself from stuff that may be weighing you down or getting you down. And sometimes those podcasts can even help you and give you tools. Well, we have even more tools to help you if something's weighing you down or not going right. If you're struggling from depression, stress, anxiety, self-esteem, trauma, family conflicts, grief, which I'm currently going through, BetterHelp is here for you. They've licensed therapists that are there for you 24-7, and you can even set up appointments. It's such a great way to get therapy without having to go through all the hassle and the effort it takes to get to therapy. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com askwomen. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash AskWomen. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back with Tilly and she is going to tell us now what you can do to be an amazing lover to women. So like, what can guys do? Like, what are some things they can practice? Is it doing push-ups? Is it squat? I don't even know. Like, what are the exercises to do to practice becoming a better lover? Mm, Beautiful. Well, from what I understand, you're all men, right? And a lot of you are maybe single. Would you say there's a lot of single people listening to the podcast? Oh, majority. Majority. The majority. Awesome. Okay. So if you're single and you're just dating and kind of testing what's out there, getting curious. One thing that is really important in your sexuality and to be a really amazing lover that a woman's like, oh my God, yes, (laughs) right? Is that you need to be able to actually have conversations about it, which I would say most men are generally more open to talking about sex than a lot of women are, or it's just a little harder to get women to open up about it. But like one of the things that you need, especially if like you've just met someone and you want to have sex with them or whatever, is to really have that conversation about, well, what would sex even mean? What would having sex with you even mean for us, for 
who we are and actually talk about that before you do. <laughs> that way that you eliminate a lot of the feeling like you blew her off if she doesn't hear from you in a few days, whatever. So just having those conversations about sex is so, so key that a lot of men don't even ask women about that. And if you're one of those people that stands out from the crowd, like, because you actually bring it up and talk about it, she's gonna be like, wow, he actually cared to ask me, <laughs> what would having sex mean for me? You know, that's gonna leave a mark. Let me interrupt you for one second. Cause I think a lot of guys are like, wait, doesn't that take it out of the moment? Isn't that so unsexy to then say, like, oh, what does sex mean to you? Or will a woman think, why are you asking this? Just like, stick it in me or kiss me. Like, I want to break down some of that information for the guys because they can lock up before they hear the rest of it just because they're like, no, that won't work. So I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah, so there's definitely some women, especially if they're sexuals or kinkies, which is not the majority of women, right? That might do that. And that is just like, yeah, you're killing the moment, dude. You know, don't do that. But that's why it's important to be able to read women, right? And to know. But the majority of them are probably going to just be really intrigued that you even asked that question and talked about it. So I think it's really important personally to have that conversation because when you first meet someone and you're just exploring, you need to be able to test if you're looking for a relationship, is this someone that I'm even compatible with? And if you can't even talk about sex together right off the bat, well, chances are that you're never going to be able to do it later on either. So I think it's important. I think it's a beautiful way. I've spent two and a half years single up until last summer. So I had a lot of experience with a lot of men that never talked about it. And when one finally did, well, he became my boyfriend. So, you know, that goes oh, there you go. it. Yep. You could just play the song. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you. Do you remember that song? Oh my God. Yeah. Yes, of course. That was the best that song ever. Make, that would make, like, it would be on in the car every time I was in the car with my mom or something like that. Like it was <laughs> always around when it wasn't supposed to be. Oh my God. Be. And you were so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but slip that song on your playlist, boom, you're in conversation. Like, That's oh, it. What an interesting topic for us. Yeah. Can you walk me through like how do you ask that question? When do you ask that question? Is it like a first date thing? Is it in the heat of the moment thing? I'd love to to hear. No. This was always a topic that I like to cover in first dates, to be honest with you. I went on a lot of them. I went on a lot of first dates. And like I said, I was single up until June 2020. And it's something that is so important to me. Obviously, it's what I do for a living, you know. So sex is a very, very, very important topic. And like, I want to know where someone's at and like what is on the table and what you're really wanting out of a sexual experience together. So you are already unlocked. Most women are not. Do you think that mm -hmm. other women would say the same thing that they would like to be? ask that question on a first date? Within the first couple, for sure. If you're clicking and if things are going in that direction. Like, yeah. do you think you would have already had to kiss a person before you asked that question? No, 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 not at oh. all. Uh -uh. One of the things I always say is like, you can't go around acting like sex isn't important. I mean, it's what generally gets two people together in the first place and it doesn't make a relationship, but it definitely can break it. So if you're not talking about it right off the bat and you're pretending like it doesn't matter, then it's like you're freaking lying to yourself, right? If you're a man and sex is important to you, then have the freaking conversation. 
And if she's not responsive or doesn't want to open up about it, then you know right off the bat, she's probably not going to be a very open woman and sex might be a struggle for you if you enter into a relationship with that person for a very long time. Oh, interesting. Well, do you think that some women, I'm just trying to put like all the beliefs out there that men might be having. Do you think that some women would be like, wait, you only want sex if you're talking about sex? Like what's the way to present that question so that it's not like, okay, you're only trying to get into my pants. All you think about is sex. Like, how do you phrase that? Or how do you group it into the conversation so that it's not so sex, 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 sex? (laughs) Right. Well, I think having very clear intentions is the key. So what are your intentions for dating in the first place? If your intentions for dating are just for sex, I don't judge that at all. That's perfectly fine. But there's ways to let a woman know that that's your intention on dating profiles. You can put, I'm a sub or dumb, or I'm into Tantra, or something of that nature that you let it be known in your profile, this is kind of what I like sexually, right? So if I ever came across someone that said that, I know they're probably not so much looking for a long-term thing as they're just trying to find somebody. Or maybe they are looking for a long-term thing, but the sexuality piece is important to them. Maybe they lost a relationship in the past over sex. And it has become a very important thing to them. So they're making it known right off the bat. And I personally like that. I like when someone is straightforward and to the point. But you're sexual, Mm -hmm. right? Would that work with somebody who is more sensual? Like, would it have to be a much more gradual conversation where it starts talking about like what you're looking for and like, what are your passions and desires and wants? And like, what was the question that you asked again? What do you like? I forget what it was. How did he phrase it? It was a very safe way of saying it where it's like, not tell me what you like in the bedroom, obviously, because it's like so sexual. Oh, what would having sex with you mean for us, right? Okay. So having that conversation within three dates, I think is pretty reasonable, right? Otherwise, you're just kind of beating around the bush. Yeah. I think those are things you should be talking about or at least insinuating on some level or else then you're just hanging out as friends, right? If you're not going in that direction. Right. Yeah. But then still being understanding and listening while she expresses herself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Other than really hearing what it is that she wants, are there any other tips that you can give like with movements? Like, so I was doing some sexual things the other day to my husband and I was thinking the whole time, I'm like, I don't even know if he likes when I do this. So I asked him afterwards. So what are some moves that you know that work on most women, like things that guys can do, like easy joy trigger buttons. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess I can speak mostly from personal experience here and at least address what a lot of my sensual and energetic clients would say. But one of my personal favorite things is when someone comes behind me when I'm like doing an activity and they kiss me on my neck or they put their hand on my hip and just rub my hip for a moment. Like, I love those sorts of touches. (laughs) Those will definitely get me in the mood. But some of my sensuals and energetics, like, it is a challenge for them to really drop into the moment and get that hint of turn on. But sensual massage can be a beautiful thing. Starting a bath for them, like those things that you can do for them. (laughs) Starting a bath for them, planning the date ahead of time, like that's really going to speak to sensuals and energetics too. Like you taking care of all the details, like it's so hot. If you're super into your sensual side, energetic side, you can just surrender to the experience or the moment. That can be super delicious. 
So it just kind of depends on the woman, really. But women are so different and cyclical that it's really just about you exploring all these different types and the different routes to turn on that women might experience and really trying to decide, okay, is she like that? Is she like this? Is she like that? What does turn her on? And maybe even just ask her. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fun to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Explore and just say, okay, oh, what do you like? But including her as well. Like for me, I think I would actually like to be included in that. In a fun way, obviously, not him saying, okay, what do you like? Tell me what you like and I'll do it. Because that's, again, saying what to do. But I like everything that you just said, even the way that you spoke about it. I thought that that was really good. And I think that would be helpful for most guys. What about sexual moves? Are you comfortable talking about that stuff? Like like where to oh, turn yeah. yeah, like when fingering a girl, for example. I'm trying to make Kristen as uncomfortable as possible. She just made a face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like where's there a certain spot to touch? that? Because I know that some guys have trouble sometimes finding the clitoris. Is there mm-hmm. tips that you can give on sexual touch that would be helpful for most guys and for most women? Right, for sure. So with a lot of sensuals and energetics, anything involving penetration too soon is an automatic shutdown, right? So for most women, you have to approach everything on the outside, right? So giving them a neck massage, rubbing their shoulders, massaging their breasts, and then slowly, slowly, slowly making your way to her vulva and then working on the vulva for a long time before you ever insert anything. Women's bodies take 30 to 45 minutes to fully open up to their full pleasure capacity. However, the average couple only has sex from start to finish for seven minutes. So this is showing us that women's bodies are being completely underserved in a way that really awakens their capacity to receive pleasure. Women are extremely capable of receiving, I would say, more pleasure than men. Sorry, men, but... That's true. We just have so many more routes to pleasure and it just takes time for women to generally open up that way. And if you're only spending seven minutes from start to finish, then you're probably not getting to all of the ways that she could. You're not satisfying her. Yeah. Yeah. So it gave at least half an hour to 40 minutes for sure. Okay. This is my final question before we wrap up this. What about giving direction to women? I just remember this from back in college. What was his name? Josh the hell is this freaking name? Oh my God, how do I forget this? Whatever his name was. His name was Josh, but I forget his last name. And he had this girlfriend who he was dating for a really long time. And we were talking about like blowjobs and eating out and like just talking about sex. And I... Eating out like for dinner? Yeah, exactly. Like what are you having for dinner? Exactly. That's what we talked about while I was talking about blowjobs. No, but... And we were talking about things that he liked. And I said, well, does your girlfriend do it? And he goes, no, she doesn't really do such a great job of going down on me. And I said, well, why don't you tell her? He's like, I would never tell her. That's insulting. And I was like, so you're going to have her continue doing a bad job. Job, by the way, it's a job. It's not like it's something that... I mean, it can be super enjoyable, but it's enjoyable when you're pleasuring somebody. So you're going to continue having her do this job poorly, not being satisfied. And then her reading you that you're potentially not satisfied. Why would you do... I just remember that. And I was like, guys don't know that they can actually tell women what they like. So I'd love to hear you speak to that and maybe give some guys some guidance on how to talk to women about things that they like. Right. That's something that is often a really great discussion to have 
after you have sex with someone, yes. not during the moment, <laughs> because it can kill the moment and it can make things really fucking awkward really quick. Mm-hmm. So having that conversation, what I call like the recap afterward, like, how was that for you? What did you really like? Was there anything that you wished I had done differently? Like this should be just standard crap that we talk about. The fact that it's not as mind boggling to me, like I don't understand, right? But but I would say, listen, I know all this stuff. I'm very comfortable doing that. But I do notice my husband has about a minute in him to talk about this stuff. And then it's like, it's like too much for him. Yeah. Like even 16 years after being with me, you would think he would be like, all right, let's talk for 20 minutes about this. But it's uncomfortable for a lot of people. Yeah. But I agree with you. It should be standard practice. Right. It is uncomfortable. And that's where working through whatever feels uncomfortable, the anxiety, the shame, the fear, the fear of judgment, whatever you've got going on, like that's the problem. It's not so much that you can't say what you want or like. And this is so many women, by the way. Almost every one of my female clients comes to me because they don't know what they want and like or how to ask for it. So this is a very big issue for women too, is that they just can't say it because it is very vulnerable. And you are talking about something that's very core to the human experience, which is our sexuality. So a lot of men have difficulty expressing that as well. So like even I've asked, I remember my ex-boyfriend, I would say like, you know, what do you like? Tell me what you like. I remember he snapped at me once saying, stop asking me that. It makes me uncomfortable. So like some guys have that, or I don't know how many guys, but guys have that as well. So what would be the way to talk about it afterwards, after you've asked the question? And maybe you ask the question, but she doesn't ask it back. How do you then say, I would really love it the next time, you know, give me a blowjob. It feels really good when you... Like, how do you express that to her without her feeling judged? Right. Well, a lot of therapists would tell you to use the sandwich method, I think it's called. It's yeah. where you give a compliment with a suggestion with another compliment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I you always that. want to start with a positive. Like, this is what I loved about the experience. And make it fun and playful. It doesn't have to be a serious conversation. And I think that's where a lot of the times it goes wrong is because it can sometimes go into this long drawn out thing that it doesn't need to be whatsoever. So just make it fun and playful. Like, I loved how you did this. You know, it'd be really cool if you tried this next time. Also, thank you for doing that. So that gets the point across without having to go into it so much. And it doesn't have to be some long drawn out. Compliments so much. I love that. Awesome. All right. Well, Tilly, thank you so much for coming onto the show. You're going to be on my live tomorrow, but when people hear this, that'll have been several months ago. But Tilly was also on my live. I'm speaking in the future, but now in the past. So anybody who is a member of the Wing Girl Method gets access to this exclusive interview that I'm doing with Tilly, where we're going to share much more information than what we've shared right now. So go buy a program, go join the members only group. And then you will also get access to that interview that we are recording on January 28th, just so that you can go back and look for it. But Tilly, thank you so much for being on. Can you tell people how they can get in contact with you? Yeah, sure. The best place to start is my podcast to get a feel for me and see if it's something that you like and you're interested in. It's the Multi-Orgasmic Mama. And you can get in touch with me by going to tillystorm.com and filling out the little quiz that I have there and setting up a call to talk to one of my assistant coaches. I love it. If anybody wants to work with Kristen and get some banter tips, they can go to Kristen and Chill dot com. And she is absolutely amazing with everything that she does with giving banter tips and advice. Go to kristenandchill.com 
New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and subscribe to our show. Don't download every single episode. That's just silly. You don't want to do that because you're going to be spending that time giving pleasurable experiences to women. So don't waste your time downloading episodes. That's like 10 seconds longer that you could give to a woman when she needs her 40 minutes to climax. (laughs) And if you want to ask questions that we answer live on air, we're soon going to start answering questions again. We're going to have episodes dedicated just to answering questions from listeners. Please send those questions into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. We will see you guys next week. 